welcome back to the Stick 'Em Up podcast, Brundy. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, doing 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 well. It's been been a bit of a tough couple of days watching Vegas uh, win some games, but we're hanging in there. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I I'm so torn on this series because I'm not a, the biggest fan of either teams, but honestly, Vegas is winning me over a little bit. Nah, I see. I, I can never say it. like I I can admit that they're playing very good right now, but I don't think there'll ever be a time where they win me over. But I do it's, give credit, uh, credits credit to do for for the way that they're playing right now. Yeah, they're playing very well, and it also uh, doesn't help that uh, it is uh, now pro- we're into Pride Month, and uh, so all the uh, all the stuff about the Stall Brothers is uh, popping back up again. So uh, yeah, you know it uh, it might be a little nice to see them to see them lose in the finals around this time of year. Yeah, I and mean, what I mean even. Even going along with uh, uh, Pride Month, uh, Ivan Provorov was uh, involved in a three-way. Uh, I mean, a, a three-way trade um, the other day, getting uh, sent off to Columbus of all places. Yeah, there was a uh, not a ton of like rumors or stuff about this. Like a couple hours before, there was rumors that a three-way trade would happen, and then it just kind of went through. Yeah, there's really no, uh, you know, rumors or indication or anything that, you know, he was going to be traded. Like, there was always kind of, you know, talks throughout the year, like, oh, maybe he'll be traded, like, now that Philly's kind of going to have to go more towards a rebuild. But then this trade just kind of, uh, it came out of nowhere. And of all things, you know, Philly sending uh, Provorov to a divisional opponent of theirs, so. I don't think. I don't know if Provorov's going to make or break the the Blue Jackets too much, but uh, I I think a lot of people thought that they might have to with Provorov's contract they might have to like not get you know get pennies on the dollar for him or might even have to pay to get rid of him, but uh, they got a pretty good haul. Yeah, they got a really haul, and I don't even think Provorov's necessarily a a, a bad defenseman by any means. I think he's always just kind of no. got. He's always just been in kind of a shitty situation with Philadelphia pretty much almost kind of since he got there. Um, so it, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, him on Columbus and uh, see what kind of role he, he plays on that team and what opportunities he's given uh, to maybe, you know, kind of show that he is still... Because what was he? He was a... I believe he was a top 10 pick, was he not, in 2015? Uh, he was definitely a first rounder. I think he that went sounds familiar. Like seventh or eighth overall, something like that. Yeah, I was thinking something like that. While you're looking that up, I'm just going to outline for the listeners the tra- tra- uh, the trade in total. Uh, so the Columbus Blue Jackets acquire Ivan Provorov. The LA Kings acquire Hayden Hodgson and Kevin Knutten. And yeah. the Philly and uh, Philadelphia acquires Cal Peterson, Sean Walker. Helge Grands, a Columbus 2023 first round pick from LA, and a Columbus 2024 or 25 second round pick. Probably conditions on that. And then LA's second round pick for 2024. That's, and, that's quite a bit of stuff that Philly got. And LA retained um, 30% of Provorov's contract because he's only got one year remaining. Right. 
So it was kind of a, you know, somewhat of a cap dump for LA because they were able to get rid of uh, Sean Walker and, and Cal Peterson, which then they ended up using that money to um, sign Gavrikov to a two-year extension to keep him with the team, which I think was LA's oh, really? biggest I priority. heard that they were looking at it. I didn't see that it went through. What were the numbers on that? Do you know? Uh, it was a two-year extension, I think, at about 5.3. I'll look it up just to get the the for sure number. Um, oh, five point eight seven five mil for two years. Wow, like that's the the AAV. Yeah. Ooh, that's that's pretty steep. It's not bad yeah, though, it, but you'd have to you have to overpay a bit if you want to do a shorter term because it's only for two years. That's true. So it, it's not a terrible contract when you look at it that way but if it was you know a four or five year deal at that then then it's getting to be a pretty dicey one and provorov was drafted um seventh overall in 2015 so he's a top top seven pick yeah well i guess good for uh la for dumping some of that cap because they really uh good thing they're using it because they didn't get uh, a ton in this trade Unless one of these guys, uh, you know, out of nowhere decides to really be something. Yeah, yeah. More than anything, it was really just a cap dump for LA, so they could uh, could keep uh, Gavrikov there. And now it opened the door for Philadelphia, and I guess they're shopping Carter Hart around. So, you know, it and yeah. it sounds like the rumor price to kind of get talk started is going to be two first round picks. So I'm not sure how many teams are really going to be. You know, yeah, and entertaining anything like that when it, when the price is kind of set at that for the bare minimum to get talk started. Yeah, I remember his for a sec in his going into his second season after he had such a good rookie campaign. A lot of people were like picking him as a dark horse to win the Vesna, and then he put up like sub nine hundred numbers. And you yeah, know, he, yeah, I think he he's definitely just still got the team. skill to be a a true starter in the NHL, but, you know, Philly has had a not very good team in front of them, but even worse defense. Like, yeah. they're... Uh, a lot of the times when you see viral clips of somebody, you know, walking through the team and scoring, it you wouldn't be surprised if you're watching it happen to Philly. Yeah, and honestly, more than anything, like, I just look at it, and I just think, like, F- Philly's just had the worst luck as a franchise within the last like five or six years just through injuries alone and like basically injuries like you know sean sean couturier and nolan patrick like even uh ryan ellis they they trade for many plays four games or something and i think that's it and they've had him for two years four games yeah got injured and like They've I don't know if I chalk that one up to luck as much because at that point they were trading for a guy who had injury history. Like yeah. they, I don't think they would have expected this it to be this bad. But they, yeah, uh, I think they were kind of definitely should have you know, known maybe, that it was a possibility. Yeah, I think with Ryan Ellis when you trade for him, you know, you kind of know you're going to get maybe, you know. F- 55 to 65 games somewhere in there from him, but across two years to only get four games out of him is uh is pretty tough. That's but I, I think all they 
really the biggest piece they gave up, I think, was uh, was Nolan Patrick. So, like, it's not... And, and Nolan Patrick hasn't really ever played since that trade. So, it's not, it's not like they really lost assets in that deal. It's just Ryan Ellis could have really helped elevate that team and... And wasn't well, we're just talking about how bad defensively they are. I mean, Ryan Ellis is an absolute anchor. Like, yeah. he's a he's a great at home defenseman, and he can still do quite well um, offensively, which is something I think Philly could have used. Yeah, he's uh, he's kind of like a like a Kirkland version of Jacob Slavin, almost. Yeah. Yeah, an off-brand he's, he's really good defensively, him, yeah. but he can still he can definitely still chip in offensively. Yeah, I, I like that comparison. Um, but yeah, right. I think all are great. It was a I think it's a pretty solid trade for all three teams. Um, yeah, especially all of them got done those what they picks. Needed. It really shows they're going into that rebuild, and you know it's shown for Columbus that they're they're really trying to uh, win now. You know they've they've got their head coach figured out with. Uh, Mike Babcock, they're bringing in Provorov. They still have the third overall pick to bring in an impact player. I'm assuming it's going to be Leo Carlson. So, um, yeah, that's that turns around a squad real quick. And you know, they just locked up guy like Goudreau. You know, they have Line A. Like they, it sounds like Line A firepower on that team now. Just to actually stay there as well and play there. So. Which has yeah. been hard for Columbus to do is actually convince players to stick around. Yeah, convince star players to stick around. But yeah, they're uh, they're putting together a pretty good squad. They got a lot of good defensive prospects. I I love yeah. their defensive prospect pool because they yeah. I think they still have Bockvist. They got uh, uh, Mad They got they got some they got some big guys back there. I think they yeah, also have, Jeez. Uh, they got Jake Bean last year from or two years ago from uh, Carolina, and he he should. I'm hoping he can take that next step. Yeah, he's he's looking like he'll at least be a, a regular guy in the NHL. You know, not to mention they got Wierenski locked up, who I think is a bit underrated in the league. He's not he's not like a superstar defenseman, but he's. He's a very dependable, solid guy. Yeah, oh yeah, for when, sure. When called upon, can play the top two minutes. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got, what's the next I got thing you want to move on to here? Because you said you mentioned yeah. you had some. I got a little pop quiz here for you. And I mean, you, you pay attention to hockey and stuff pretty closely. So this, this might be an absolute knock it out of the park one for you. But... uh. Who okay. is the current goals leader in the playoffs? Is, like, like just from this year alone? No, this year. Yes, this year in the playoffs. Um, I got two guys I'm thinking of. All right, let's hear it. I got, I got two guys I'm thinking of, and I'm not sure because I don't know if he passed him or maybe they're tied. Is there a tie or is it one guy over the other? It is one guy, but I think you're going to say number one and two. I I don't think any I don't think anybody's passed Drysidle. It is Leon Drysidle. I was going to say and the, twelve games played and thirteen goals. Yeah, and then the other guy I'm thinking of probably the guy who, assuming Vegas hangs on to win the cup, if it's not Aiden Hill who wins the Conn Smythe, it would be um, 
Marchiso because I think he's up there as well. Yep, Marchiso is number two with twelve goals. Yeah, because he's really turned it up the last the last couple games now. Yeah, we we were talking about guys, uh, you know, to win the Conn Smythe in Vegas, you kind of need that guy to step up in the finals and grab that brass ring. Marchiso is doing just that. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's been playing like he's looking out really so good. They he uh, I've actually got uh, some some uh, playoff uh, Conn Smythe Trophy odds from un- epic unnamed betting site, but uh, currently uh, the Conn Smythe Trophy with there at a one point nine six is Jonathan Marcheseau, and in second is Jack Eichel at a five point five eight. Oh yeah, so it's really so that's separated. A, so he's now. a pretty heavy favorite at this point now. Yeah, and 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 rightfully so. Like, I I think if Vegas goes on to win, it's probably going to be March or so. Like, you could maybe make the argument for Hill, um, but the way March shows played, you know, uh, e- even going back to the last couple games of that Dallas series, and then. You know, so far what he has been doing throughout games one and two of the finals here, I don't think you can really, you know, go against picking March or so for it. It's pretty hard to argue against him right about now. Yeah. All right. Another one I want to hit you with is uh, same question as before, but this time for points. Who is the current playoff points leader? So I, I already know this one because I was looking at it before the cup final. I was like, it's like, it's going to take a couple games or someone to have a really good game for them to um, pass uh, Rupe Hints. 24 points in 19 games. Yeah, cause, yeah he, be he fair, really took Matthew off Kuchuk in the has played later 18 half. games. Jack Eichel's played 19. So Rupe Hints has actually played the same amount, even though he, hasn't, he, he didn't get to the finals. So, oh yeah, because uh, I know he had. Uh, yeah, he's been doing it. Or sorry, no, I'm thinking I can't. Oh no, Rupe hints he started off hot, and then he kind of tailed off towards the end. Because I remember in the Minnesota series, I know he had it a f- a four point game, um, the one where he got his hat trick, and then he had two other three point games. Yeah, so between three games cool. alone in the first round, he had he had ten points right there. So. But then he kind of cooled off in the, the later half of the playoffs. I'm also uh, just uh, noticing as I look at the uh, guys ranked uh, top to bottom for points. Uh, there's a lot of guys here with, you know, 0, 2, 8, 10, 8, 12 penalty minutes. And then Matthew Kachuk with 60 penalty minutes. Yeah. Well, and it, it doesn't help, you know, because how, how many did he have uh, last game alone? I think like he had, he, it, it, he had he at least two misconducts. Yeah. Yeah. So he had, so in game one, he had 14 penalty minutes. In game two, he had 22. <laughs> so over half of them have been in the last two games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's in the Stanley Cup finals so far. He's spent over a quarter of the total amount of um, time, you know, in the penalty box or. Or ejected out of the game, like he's 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 not playing smart right now. I'll say that for sure. Although I will say, uh, what was it? His second misconduct was a pretty a pretty weak one. I don't know if you if you ended up seeing that. I saw one of them. I don't know which one it was. Is that the hit on Eichel? 
Um, yeah, so he ended up getting a 10-minute misconduct from that. But the second one was... Uh, I, I don't even know how much... I can't remember how much time was left in the game or something, but like Vegas already had the game won at that point. And I, someone threw like a, a plastic rat on the ice. And then Kachuk just kind of shot it on the ice over towards Vegas's bench, and then they gave him a, a ten minute misconduct for doing that, which I thought was a pretty, uh, a pretty weak call to make. But it was also at a point where like the game was already over, so it really didn't one impact. Of those ones where since the game's over, I can see calling it just to be like just to make sure Kachuk isn't on the ice for the end of the game. That doesn't mean much at that point. Yeah, just to like avoid the big scrums or whatever. When, and you but, can also, uh, you know, say that maybe the refs potentially did Kachuk a favor. Because as we saw before, you know, Nurse got that one game suspension for uh, instigating a fight in the final five minutes of a game. And, you know, if Kachuk ended up playing out the rest of that game, he very well might have instigated something and found himself suspended for uh, for game three. Right. Yeah. Um, what do you think about... Uh... The, him getting a misconduct for the Eichel hit. Um, I, it's tough because I don't know fully what he was like, what he was given the misconduct for. Like, I know there's kind of a huge scrum that that happened after the hit. Like, I know the penalty wasn't for the hit um, itself. Oh, it wasn't. No, because after he made the hit, there was a scrum that went on, and it was. Um, yeah. Kachuk and Barbashev, they both got two minutes for roughing, then they each got a 10-minute uh, misconduct. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense, because, you know, that uh, hopefully uh, Eichel is good to go for for uh, Game 3 here, but uh, it definitely yeah, it sounds like, like he Eichel just go-picked okay. at the absolute worst possible time and, like, kind of fell down yeah. into the hit. Like... Obviously, yeah, like it wasn't it a look like uh, well, Kachuk I mean, was like head hunting him or anything. Like obviously yeah, he exactly. saw it. Hey, it's Eichel. I'm gonna freaking, I'm gonna freaking go through him. But you know, yeah, it wasn't like he had the, felt the intent time. to to try and injure him or anything. Yeah, or at just least if the, if the intent to injure sequence. was there, it was with a, a just a hit being really hard. Not like he wasn't trying to hit him in the head. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, sometimes I wonder with the NHL players how. How often, you know, they're like, I'm going to make this cl- hit clean, but man, you know, if, if I could leave him on the ice for a bit, that might really help the team. You got you to gotta wonder with how competitive they are. Well, exactly. Right. And, and obviously, you know, you always hear guys after hits be like, you know, I hope he's okay. I hope he's not hurt. And that's always the right thing to say. But like, I, I do agree. I feel like in the back of their mind, they got to be like, after that hit, they're like, you know, shit, like, I hope he's okay. I like, I hope Michael's okay, but... You know, if he's if he's done for the series, like I don't think anybody on the Panthers bench would be be upset about that or complaining. I was say, do you think Petrangelo was more upset that he got suspended a game, or do you think he was more upset that Drysidle's wrist was it still intact after that game? Like, well, yeah, exactly, who, right? Who like, that? nobody can say that Petrangelo with that slash wasn't trying to injure Drysidle. Like, even if There's, Petrangelo's yeah. like. You know, I, I wasn't meaning to hurt him. I, like, you can't even say you were making a hockey play or anything he there. He went so out of the way for it. It was so specifically placed on the hands. Like, it, yeah, it was very clear intent to injure. And you gotta, yeah, like, it's, 
I'm just still blown away by that. Like, I don't know. I always thought of, you know, Petrangelo was the captain in St. Louis. You know, he's always seemed like a, you know, relatively clean player. Like, I was so shocked that it was him that did that play out of anyone. Yeah, I mean, I I can't really say I'm, I'm too surprised. And maybe that's just because, you know, I obviously watched, um, you know, San Jose and St. Louis battle it out yeah, in the playoffs a fair Bonkers bit. Boy. Um, so I, I'm not, I wasn't really surprised, you know, to see him do something like that, but I will say, I bet he would have been feeling a lot better serving that one game suspension if he had taken, uh, if dry side, dry side wasn't out. that game either. Yeah. I will say that for sure. Yeah. Um, do we, do we want to do the draft earlier or do we want to leave that till the end? Um, we 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 can do that at the end, kind of a wrap up, uh, a wrap up of the episode. We can save that till the end. Okay, I know you I you mentioned something about so much stuff there. Yeah, kind of a, a throwback to the past, and now we're seeing it, seeing it again. Yes, the uh, the parallels of uh, Braden Holtby's the save against uh, for Washington against Vegas some four years ago. And now Aiden Hill absolutely robbing the the Panthers and helping the Golden Knights go up two nothing in the series early. Like it, you, I don't know if you've seen the pictures or videos of those two saves side by side, but they are so identical. Like yeah, I haven't seen them side by side, but they're they're very close. Once again, when I first saw Hill make that save, my immediate first thing I think of is like, holy shit, that's very similar to to what Braden Holpe did. Because that's, you know, I mean, you, you could argue that that Holpe save is one of the five biggest saves in, in NHL history. Like, especially like not only for it how amazing the save was in itself, but, you know, if he doesn't make that save, there's a chance Washington doesn't win the cup there. And Ovechkin, you know, never gets his ring. So, and then now you see Aiden Hill do it, and you're like, you know, if if Vegas uh, goes on to win, that save is going to be a very big talking point um, at the end of the day for when if they win. Yeah, that's. I mean, so when I first saw that, I was thinking, you know what? We just talked about how. Uh, players got to step up in the finals for Vegas if they want to win the Conn Smythe. And I was like, look at that. But, uh, you know, Marcia so has also really been putting in the work. It'd be interesting to see uh, he'll it, have a couple good more games in the finals and see if he can so, narrow that so gap. It's so tough for me. Like, I'm living in a nightmare as a San Jose fan because on one hand, like, you just, as a San Jose fan, you don't want to see, you know, your biggest rival win the cup especially them to win their first cup before your franchise can win their first one but then yeah. not only like you know you know i i would be i'd be shocked if you could find five san jose fans who are like oh i like march so like when he plays against san jose he's such a tool and you just you know he's almost kind of like a a marchand he's a guy like you hate to play against and whatnot, but like you're like if he was on my team, you know, I would I would love to have him. Um oh, yeah. so, and so yeah. then seeing him win the con Smythe would be tough. But I think it'd be even tougher, you know, 
seeing Aiden Hill win it after you dumped him off to Vegas for like a fifth round pick or something. And then you go on and see him lead your rival team to to the cup and get the con smite like it's. Yeah, it, it's it's a bit of a tough watch, but it's also incredible to really see um, just how big of a bounce back Aiden Hill's having and proving that, you know, he, he belongs in the league. And uh, yeah, so any goalie who can make it to the NHL has the skill to be an incredible goalie in the NHL. They just have to get hot at the right moment. Yeah, like, boy, boys, Hill ever gotten hot at the right time. Yeah. They, uh, it's uh, interesting what you say about, uh, you know, those uh, certain types of disruptor players, those shit disturbers that, uh, you know, you hate when they're on every other team, but then they're on your team and you're like, oh, this, I don't know, man. He, he just plays a really hard game. He's really, he's really good at getting in your head. Uh, the amount of uh, people in the Tampa Bay Lightning community when we signed Corey Perry who are like, yeah, you know what? I've actually always loved Corey Perry. I've never said anything bad about Corey Perry. <laughs> like, is is pretty funny. Meanwhile, you know, it was just two or three years ago where he was, you know, spear and point in the nuts in the finals in the bubble. Yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, yeah, it's just one of those those things that it's tough, but like, you know, it's it's also a really cool story in the end. So you also got to give it its credit where it's due. Yeah, for sure. All right. Do you have um, any other big talking points you yeah, you wanted to I'm touch on? Of, I think I'm kind of out for now. I think those were most of the big ones. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, because yeah, like, there's really not much. Like, the only the only other big things that's kind of going on aside from the Cup Finals was that you know, um, one trade that that was made, and then. You know, we'll kind of keep an eye on uh, the Carter Hart situation. I don't think we're really going to see um, anything happen soon with that. I think if he is to, um, you know, be traded or whatnot, I think it would come more around the draft or maybe even like the beginning of free agency. Yeah, what's his uh, contract status? Does he have like two years left, including he's, he's, the rest of this offseason? He's got one more year after this season, I believe. Right. So but he, they're not, not they don't fair. have to like rush to get him out the door or anything. Exactly, right? And especially if you're moving a guy like uh you know, Carter Hart, who does have value, like you don't want to rush into it or, or just pull the trigger just to, you know, have this situation done with. Because I think you could get, you know, um, especially with the return they got for Provrov and the way that um Daniel Breyer handled the whole situation. I think if he plays his cards right, he could get a really good return. Um for Carter Hart, but I think there's also teams that don't necessarily want to make the move just yet. They kind of want to feel things out and uh, get through the draft and get their guys that they already have resigned before they, you know, start bringing in other pieces. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you you can't rush trading a player of that high value. Like, even if you know, teams aren't, you know, jumping out. Like, he's not a superstar, but he... It's definitely one that you gotta play a bit of a longer game to wait out for the right deal. That was a that was a really good trade, because that was the first trade that uh, Briere has made as the GM of the Flyers, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah like that's so. Man, after blunder after blunder with Chuck Fletcher, well, you can quote me on this, the worst GM the NHL has seen in at least a decade. Uh, that's, that's a really good way to show up, put your mark on the team, and start making an impact immediately. Yeah, I, and I think the biggest part with you know Chuck Fletcher was it, it's almost it's very similar to you know what what San Jose was in for a couple years. It was always trying to kind of retool and rebuild on the fly while still trying to be competitive, and it just never works. And Breer shown like right from the beginning of his tenure, it's going to be we're going to have a few shitty years, but we're going to go through an actual rebuild. And we're going to build this team up from from the ground up the way I want. And you know what? You give them four or five years. I, I think the Flyers have the chance to be a really good team if uh, if Briere keeps kind of keeping on the same path that he's that he showed that he's wanting to take. Yeah, especially if they can, you know, some of these guys, whether they can keep them and, you know, have them still there when it turns around like Sean Couturier or, you know, maybe he gets healthy. He has a decent season this year or next year and then you can trade them for some more picks prospects and whatnot yeah like exactly. they, they have enough they don't have enough pieces to be competitive but they have enough pieces to move out for prospects that you could definitely see them being competitive in three or four years yeah um so i think before we dive into our little draft here to wrap things up um one thing i actually did want to talk about because I just saw something pop up about it. Um, so Pierre-Luc Dubois um, has made it known that he wants out of uh, out of Winnipeg. Talking. Which, and, and again, it's like, it's like, okay, Pierre-Luc Dubois wants out of Winnipeg. It's like, okay, but we all know the only destination he wants to go to is Montreal. And that's been known from the moment, that it's been known since he was in Columbus. And he was traded to Winnipeg. It was like, okay, Winnipeg's got him, but like for only a certain amount of time, because you know, once his deal is up, as it is um, pretty soon here, that he wants to go to to Montreal. That's where he's always wanted to go, and that that hasn't changed once. Montreal's probably going to fleece the Jets so bad on that trade, just because they have all the leverage. Like, oh, and the thing is, is like Pierre Luc Dubois is a. Uh, he he's an RFA right now, so you know he's he's got no contract currently, but Winnipeg still holds his rights. So, you know, it's like, is it going to be something where Winnipeg just you know they qualify him and then you know Montreal offer sheets him and then you know, but then with that, you know, it kind of really depends on the the dollar value for how much you Dollars. give up for him. Um, yeah. Or does Montreal just straight up make a trade with Winnipeg for him, and then they can sign him to a an eight year deal at whatever whatever the two sides can agree upon? I'm not sure exactly how how that's going to play out. I think Winnipeg has enough good players, even if it's not super realistic that they could quickly turn around and like win the cup. They could definitely be playoff contenders at the least. So I definitely see them going the route of trying to just trade his rights to Montreal and, and get, get some players back. And even the way that, uh, you, you know, Dubois played in the playoffs, 
is, has really got to help his value as well, I think. I think that'll definitely do a lot for, you know, what you can uh, can get back for him. And I think a, probably if, a, if it is, a trade is to happen, I think the biggest piece will probably be... Um, I don't think Montreal... Well, Montreal's definitely not going to be trading their own first-round pick. But I could see them now trading Florida's first-round pick. Because that's, you know, obviously going to be either 31 or 32. And then... Yeah. You know you're gonna you're gonna have to throw in, you know, some kind of prospect of of some sort to to make it go through. But right, it'd be interesting to see because yeah, I think it's... it's pretty much certain that that a trade will happen between the two sides. Absolutely, and if any other team takes them, they're just I don't even know what they're thinking. Like, you'll just be the third team in a row that he says, "All right, don't resign me. I want to go to Montreal." Like. He just he just made up his mind about it. Well, and, and even um, with Ottawa, Alex DeBrinkett, you know, he's a he's an RFA now. His contract's up, and it sounds like he he doesn't want to commit to Ottawa long term. And it sounds like his preferred destination to go to is Detroit. Really, um, which is is more of an interesting one, I think, than the du- Dubois and Winnipeg and Montreal because. Again, kind of like what I mentioned before. Yeah, they're in the same division. And DeBrinckit's a, you know, I would say he's he's at least a safe 30-plus goal scorer a year. He's even put up 40-some years, but that was also playing with Patrick Kane. So I definitely think he could get back to 40 goals with the right line mates. I I agree. And, And so, again, it's interesting, like, you know, Ottawa probably really doesn't want to have to trade him to a, you know, divisional opponent. But at the same time, what is Detroit, you know, if Detroit does decide to pursue him, what are they willing to give up um, in terms of, you know, I'm assuming prospects and picks for the most part, again, to a divisional opponent that you're going to be, you know, potentially battling in the playoffs in a couple of years when both teams really uh, hit their peak. Yeah, that's... uh that's really interesting. Like, I don't, I, I don't, obviously, I have no idea what it's like playing for the Senators, but I'm surprised that he wants out so quickly because, like, they're, they're putting together a really nice team over there. They, they are. Like, they're give, really coming on the well, rise. Give these guys one or two more years to season a little bit. And also, just, you know, if they can get lucky and stay healthy, like, their top six is pretty nasty. I, I think a part of it also, and, and you know, you, you can say, oh, yeah, like Austin Matthews. But again, we don't know how that is going to play out. But it's also, you're not seeing it very much in the NHL nowadays where, like, big American players are, you know, committing to um, Canadian teams kind of long term. Yeah, they uh, a lot of them seem to come up for their, you know, their ELC or for a bit longer and then they they want to head back home like yeah like i mean most of the big like a really stars tough on, sell. yeah like most of the big stars on uh canadian teams are you know either canadians or, or european players like even uh connor hellebuck you know an american goalie it sounds like he he's only got one one more year left on his deal and it doesn't sound like he's wanting to re-sign with winnipeg so it sounds like winnipeg's gonna have to 
you know, kind of see see what the market's like and what people are are going to offer on them this off season. Yeah, I think I think with him, it's a bit more of you know he knows he's in his prime. He's kind of getting to the back half. He's thirty years old. He's starting to you know it. He's he's got to win that cup soon sooner rather than later like especially as a goalie like it's a lot harder to you know be, be out there at 38 years old and be in a fourth line role like it's either you're playing or you're not as the goalie so yeah, wait, and i think you want i think he sees that the jets are kind of entering towards a, a retool slash rebuild and he wants to go somewhere competitive yeah yeah and it's tough because like i do honestly believe if winnipeg you know, didn't lose um, Nikolai Ehlers before the playoffs, if they didn't lose Josh Morrissey early in uh, Game 3, and even having Cole Perfetti be out the entirety of, of the playoffs, you know, I think Winnipeg could have really given Vegas uh, a healthy run in the first round. So it's, you know, but I do feel yeah, like, yeah, this was kind of the year for Winnipeg to to go all in and, and, and win because, yeah, now they're kind of going to have, I wouldn't say necessarily a rebuild, because they still have good pieces there, but definitely a retool, I yeah. think, is, is kind of on the horizon for them. Yeah, I it's rough because I definitely think with those players uninjured, they could have made it more of a series. I really don't see much of a world where they win it still against this year's Vegas, but they they definitely would have pushed it, I think, to at least six games. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it would have been a lot closer. Like Josh Morrissey was was huge this year. He was yeah, so good. To lose him really, really hurt their their back end quite a bit. All right. With that being said, do we want to slide into the draft here? Yeah. So I'll just kind of go over it quickly for for everybody here. So I, what we're kind of doing is we're going to be drafting um, a team of seven consisting of, you know, your three forwards, a center, left, and right winger. Um, your two defensemen, one goalie, and then we're going to add in one coach. Um, so we're going to kind of go back and forth and draft up our teams, and then we're going to have our um, our teams here. I don't know how we're you know going to um, necessarily do this kind of competitively, but then I think once we get to the start of the regular season next year, then you know if we want to maybe make a couple moves depending on um, how the offseason goes, we can. And then we'll kind of, you know, have our teams uh, battle it out head-to-head throughout the season. Um, and we, uh, at least uh, to my knowledge, we don't know what the scoring is going to be like. But it's going to be rather similar to, like, how you'd score fantasy hockey, I guess, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of go off, you know, the amount of goals and points that all of them are getting. And I think maybe just for... For goalies and coaches, maybe we'll just, you know, go based off like maybe the the total wins of their their respective teams. Win wins, kind of like maybe that. you know, add in shutouts or yeah, save percentage. Maybe if it's like, you know, if one of our goalies is like, you know, you know, point two higher than the other one or something, or point oh two rather. Yeah. Like, We'll, uh, yeah, we'll kind of know the, eyeball it. The, the, bare, the bare bones of how we want to do it, and we'll kind of finalize that uh, as, as we're kind of getting I, closer to right next season. Right out the gate, I'm just going to make the proposal, 
do we want to do want to ban Connor McDavid from competitive play? Because otherwise, whoever gets first pick, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we want to do that to kind of open it up more, more so, so it's like, yeah. So then, whoever gets the first pick doesn't just you know immediately kind of get a home run with him. I'm I'm okay with yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I I came it's, in first. It's just in a our, true testament like, to how person. how good he is as a player that we have yeah, to. Yeah, I came first in our like from. fourteen person fantasy league this past year and i picked mcdavid first overall like he he did some damage oh did he ever yeah he yeah so i i'm I'm okay at letting him sit this one out he can be the commissioner um that'll that'll be the title that mcdavid commissions our league do you have your your phone handy on you i do Maybe maybe we'll ask Siri to flip a coin or something here for the first pick. I, you know what? I still haven't uh, set up Siri somehow, but luckily you can just Google flip a coin. All right. I, I guess I don't have to tell you to call it in the air. Just uh, heads or tails. Um, ooh, okay, I'm going to treat this like, like, like Super Bowl. Sunday here right now. I'm gonna go with heads. Good. I wanted tails. Flip it. It's tails. Fuck. I was I was almost gonna go tails because tails never fails, but I was like, nah, I'm gonna switch it up. Shit. All right. I feel like most people always choose heads, so I just always choose tails because I'm just like a bitch like that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so b- it's before cool we, do, it's cool to do the thing that everyone isn't doing. Yeah. So before we um dive in here, um, do we want to do like specifically a left wing and a right wing and a left defenseman and a right defenseman, or just two wingers, two defensemen? Doesn't matter. I'm good doing. I'm good doing either, really. I'm definitely down to do at least left wings and right wings separately. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I don't know a ton on, you know, which are right hand or right side demon, which are left across the entire league. Like, you know, some of them I'm, you know, Makar is a right-handed defend, right side defenseman, but, you know, I don't know a ton of them. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so we can do left wing, right wing, and then just, just two defensemen. Two defensemen. That works for me. All right. But uh, I guess you get you get the honors of the number one overall pick. You know what? I've got one guy that I do want to take first. But the thing is, I don't think you'll take him if I don't pick him first. I think I think if I don't take him now, he'll drop to three and I can still get him. Okay. So... Are we wait? So yes. are we doing? Are we doing like a snake format where you go and then I do two and then you two or just go back and forth? I'm good with either way. I just wanna. Uh, I just assume since there's only two of us, we just go back and forth. Okay. Yeah, that's but... fine with me. I just wanted to make sure so I can. I think I think if McDavid was in, then we would do it the other way because McDavid's like. Ooh, you know, such yeah, a, good like, call. Yeah, such he's a basically two players. Yeah. Um, I'm good with that. I think. <sighs> What does dry side look like? Don't fuck this one up. Do you know I, who plays? 
I'm counting him as a center because that's what he's listed as. Like, I know he sometimes is? he plays wing, but he's more naturally center. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go... I'm going to go dry saddle. Fuck. Yeah, I kind of figured. Hmm. Okay, so that kind of opens it up now, because now I'm like, I don't need to rush and take a center. That was kind of my thing. Is like I wanted to. Oh, that's very that's very true, and that kind of forced my hand. So you know, in. I got to pick the center first, because yeah, yeah. Now it's just a, can, now it's just do I which one want to go? You can draft a center like twelfth overall or whatever the last pick is, and still get you know, you know, a McKinnon or something. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so I guess there maybe is kind of a benefit to to going second, but like it's it's nothing really crazy. Like it's not like a advantage. And it depends how good Drysaddle does, I guess. Yeah. Um. I'm 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 looking at two guys here right now, and I know whichever one I don't take. Uh, I'm going to. You're going to exactly. Um. You're looking at. Uh... You're looking at wingers? Yeah. You probably know got, which two I'm looking at right now as well, I bet. I've got, I've got five wingers written down. Um, I only re- I'm, Two of them are like backups if you somehow get two of the other guys. Okay. But I want, I want those top three. So I, I guess the biggest thing is, it, it doesn't really matter what Dry Setup because he does it all. Are we, are we just doing like... Are we doing a certain thing like where goals are worth more than assists? Are we just doing off points or? Um, I'm good with making goals worth a bit more. I don't think they should be worth too much more. Like, so say when we're doing it, goals are worth, say, two points and then assists are worth one point. I was thinking a bit closer than that. I was thinking like if assists are one, goals are like 1.3. 1.4 something like that okay so the, so they're so they're like there's really not too much of a difference between them it's, like there is it's more it's based on crazy yeah yeah okay um ah you know like points points are worth overall more than goals but like you know a guy like marner if he's putting up i guess marner started really scoring these past few years so he's not as good an example but, you know a guy that's like a pure playmaker wouldn't be as beneficial, you know, a Barzell type. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Still on the table if you want him, Matt Barzell. <laughs> I'm. I'm really just. I'm unsure because I. I don't know how confident I'm in Boston, especially if they lose. Like if Bergeron and Krejci doesn't come back and and all yeah. that. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to do it to you. I'm going to have to. Don't do it to me. Don't do it to me. You piece. With... Pick, a, pick, <sighs> a con, pick a con Smythe favorite. I could pick a guy who doesn't have a con Smythe. Yeah. You bish. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I have to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Nikita Kucherov. Yeah. 
I yeah, really wanted the three to, for sure. I really wanted to take Pasternak, but I'm not sure how Boston's going to fully be looking next year. And I really, I like, I again, like Matthews, I don't see Pasternak getting up to 60 goals again. Yeah. That being said, you know, we've had three 60 goal seasons in the past two years. You know, if scoring just keeps going up, that might just. Like, you know, when, when guys would hit, you know, like a 55-goal season before, and it's like they're probably win the Rocket, like that might, that might be the feeling that people get just whenever somebody hits 60 goals now. Like it's... Yeah, exactly, right? If scoring just keeps going up, there was a lot of 50-goal scores last year. Yeah, there was there ever. Like it's... Goal scoring is up this year for sure. All right, round two, back to you. Oh, so now in the same vein as you with centers, I don't have to rush to pick a right winger, a, a right winger, at least. Yeah. So I might still want to get in there for a left winger. Oh, that's uh, we're just and we're just doing two defensemen. Oh, I mean, is it goofy not to? I don't know. It depends you're leaning. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Andre Vasilevsky. Ooh, really? Okay. I didn't think you were gonna take a goalie that soon. But you know what? I yep. I like it. I like that pick. Yep. I think. I think he said this year around game 35. He uh. Had a lot of injuries start piling up. He's got finally got a long off season to rest up. You know, if we can uh, make some decent uh, depth free agency signings, I think he's going to put up some big, big numbers. Get a lot of wins. Yeah, I I will say I'll let you know I wasn't planning on taking a goalie with my first like four picks. I kind of figured, but I also figured the defenseman I'm gonna. I'm wanting to take. I just figured you probably wouldn't take next. Okay. Cause, and we're, we're just doing um, just two defensemen. doesn't matter what side they're on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Center, left wing, right winger, 2D, goalie coach. Yeah. I assume we're probably both taking the coach last. Most that's likely, really just like yeah. Backing a team. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm gonna go. Ooh, I'm looking at two guys here. I'm gonna go with. I'm going with the defenseman here. Yep. I imagine you're looking at two of the same ones I'm looking at. I'm looking at two or three of them. Yeah, I'm just. I'm going back and forth between these these two guys. Like they're. I, I'm really expecting both of them to really have a good uh, season next year. I'm, yeah, with my second pick, I'm going to take Kale McCarr. Yep. Yep, that's fair. He's he he's good. He was the one I was thinking of taking. Then I thought, you know what? I'm I think gonna, I, 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 I gave you like a now. freebie with with the other defenseman. Now I think. Well, maybe it's a little closer. So, well, the way we're doing obviously isn't like the best 
defenseman. We're we're going off points. Yeah. We're we're looking at for the most points. Um there's still quite a few high scoring defensemen. There is, yeah. And and I went with Makar because I was like, he's the safest pick to put up a good number of points here. He may not have the most, but he's he's such a safe pick where you know you're at least Assuming he stays healthy, that is, you're going to get at least 70 points out of him. Yeah. And I, uh, I have one guy that I really like. I really like him as a player. And I have another guy that I, I, he's obviously incredible, but he, I don't like his game as much. I also don't like his team very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but I his clear. team, the team built around him is so much more competent. Yeah, I'm gonna go Adam Fox. Yeah, I was gonna say I was kind of figured you were you were talking about Adam Fox. Yep. Yeah, no that that's a good pick there. Yeah, he's he's just on such a good power play. He's on such a good team that he's like, how could he not put up points? Exactly right. Like, it'd be crazy not to. Yeah, I I wanted to pick a guy like Yossi, but uh, Nashville is. uh, I don't know, looking looking a bit weaker than they have as of late. Despite doing yeah. so much better later in the season. Yeah, no, I I had really high hopes for Yossi this year. I mean, it's not like he necessarily had a bad season by any means. Just it, I think it was just, you know, no. a lot of people expect him to be up near almost 100 points like like he was the year prior. And, and that's unrealistic to, you know, expect that's basically two points to do that twice in a row. But uh, I guess back to me, I am expecting a defenseman to do it twice in a row. I'm going with Eric Carlson. I was wondering if you. I was wondering if you would. That's I, fair. I and I think I, it's. I, I it's, don't know. Jose's if will. not going to do good next year by any means. But I think they're going to get like they're going to have a lot more of their younger high end prospects like like Eklund and Bordlow coming up, and then. You know, and, and Carlson might even be traded. I don't even know if he'll be on San Jose next year necessarily. Um, I've got a, I've got one or two guys I'm thinking about picking, but uh, yeah, I don't know where they're going to play. But that's also yeah. kind of exciting for it. But I also just really want to see Carlson actually not, not just be like a, you know, he's kind of pops off for one year and then goes back to, you know, not being the greatest. So I'm, I'm really hoping for for a good good year from him again. But we'll see what happens. That that's my uh, my third pick. Back to you, round number four. All right, I I almost just picked uh, another guy who is really good, but then I remembered another man, another man who fills that role even better. So I'm going to go with my Don't left winger, Kirill Kaprizov. Oh. Okay, that's actually a very good pick. Yeah, I've had another guy eyed for that left-wing spot the whole time, and at the last second, I was like, wait, there is a stud over in Minnesota. That's a very good pick, and he's only he's only going to do better next year, I think. Like, he didn't have the strong... Like, when, well, when we say he didn't have a strong season this year, it's like he didn't put up the, you know, 90 points like we expected, but he still had a very, very solid season. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting now because I don't. You you need to take another defenseman and another uh, winger like, and then a coach. 
you need a left winger, a center, a center, a and goalie, a and a coach, a goalie, and a coach. So, like, realistically, I don't have to worry about you taking another a center left winger from me or a goalie. So, I could, I could just take my coach. But yeah, leave. I'll leave. Not, I think I might leave my coach till the end. Once I know what my team yeah, like, I, like, I'll hire so my, the coach, my coach. Like, what, is, what does the coach really mean? Like, are we even picking coaches or are we just picking teams? Yeah, ba- ba- like we're picking a coach, but yeah, it's, it's basically f- for their team. So we're like trying to pick anything. like a president's trophy. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Like, yeah. I'm going to... Um, I won't position. Honestly, the one that I'm really not certain of for how I want to go is my, uh, my center. Yep. Is that because there's, there's so many different ways you could, uh, yeah. And now that we can't, uh, now that we've both kind of cannibalized ourselves, you know, we've taken all the other roles. So like, I can't take them. So like, feel free to talk through your process with centers because I can't steal any of them. I mean, my centers, like, I think it's, I think it's really, you know, it's kind of come down to, you know, the the other two outside of McDavid and Drysad, and that's uh, McKinnon and Matthews. Of course, I think is is more so kind of the uh, the direction I'm leaning in. I also kind of pondered on uh, Tage Thompson as yeah, well. When you first brought this idea to me, I thought we were gonna draft like a more than like just one lineup. I thought we were gonna do a a couple rounds and I was uh I was keeping my eye on Tage Thompson to try and get him as like a value late pick. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. And the Sabres are only getting better. But I like to procrastinate and I'm going to put off taking my center. I'm gonna go to uh my left winger. I'm going to take Oh fuck. Yeah, no, I'm doing it. I'm going to take Whoa. Jason Robertson. That Jason Robertson was the one that I had I had on my list the whole time before I thought of Kaprizov. So, see, and I didn't think you were going to go with Kaprizov. I was, um, I was going back and forth between Matthew Kachuk and Robertson, and I was like, honestly, it, it's such a pick 'em. I'm just going to let you pick one first, and then I'll take the other one. And then you took Caprizov, off, so and I was like, "Now I now I have to actually make a decision between the two. Um, but I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go with with Robertson for my my left winger. Well, speaking of him, I think I'm gonna go with Matthew Kachuk as my right winger. He's a left winger. Are you sure? I think he's a right yeah. winger. I think is Brady Kachuk a left winger? Brady Kachuk's the right winger, I believe. Or maybe they're both. Yeah, they're both left uh, wingers. No, I just Googled it. It says he's a right winger. Oh, really? Interesting. Shoots left. Oh, then, yeah, yeah that's oh, a fair now this pick. Website also says, this website does say left winger. I'm getting, I'm getting mixed messages here. Hmm. Well, and I'll, then on I'll, Wikipedia, you, it says right wing slash left wing. I'll let you make the call. If, if you want to allow it out, I'm totally fine letting you have them. I, I have, uh, I, up until right there when you said on the left wing, you were thinking of him 
I, I've been planning on taking him probably as my right winger, like after you picked Kucherov. Okay. I, then that's fine. If, more of the, if they were bringing the band back together more in Boston, I'd take Pasternak. Or, you know, if we knew where Mar- uh, Marner was going to end up, or if he was going to stay, or who he'd be playing with on that top line, I might pick him. But I think Kachuk's probably the safest bet. Interesting. That's not who I thought you were going to be picking for your right winger once I opened it up there. Did you, did you think I was going Pasternak? No, I thought you were going with uh, Rantanen. That would be a good pick, too. Right, I, thought, I thought you had Rantanen ready to go there. Uh, he's, he's good. I don't, think he's, I don't think he's top two right winger in the league good. I think, you know, I think Kachuk's elevating his game pretty good. Well, I'm going back on what I said. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to take my coach here now. You can't make the decision on the center yet? No. So I'm going, I'm going to my coach. I am, uh, I'm taking Rod the Bod Brendamore as my coach. Oh, that's, that's a good one. That's a good pick. I wanted to leave it to the end, but I was like, I was like, man, he, he, I, I have such high hopes for Carolina in the regular season, and then to fall off in the playoffs. But we're only doing regular season, so I was like, this is the yeah. perfect guy to take. Leaves it back to you. You got uh, defense. So I have left to take and the coach, a defenseman, and a coach. Yeah. Oh man, the defenseman is such a crapshoot. I I want to take Hedman, but I don't know how healthy he's going to be by the time next season starts. Yeah, yeah, you never. Yeah, I mean, it's always one of the biggest things, right? It's it's really right there for me with uh, either Yossi or Hedman. I think I don't think there's unless I'm wildly forgetting somebody incredible. Uh, hey, never know. Josh Morrissey could have a bounce back here, or not true. bounce, but like he could build on. He could, but again, yeah. he's also like with that injury. You're all, you're also wondering what uh, how how good will will he be at the start of next year and and whatnot. So yeah, and I I think I'm gonna go with Roman Yossi. That's a that's a very solid pick. Because he missed uh, a lot mainly, of time. So if he can stay healthy, that's, that's a huge yeah. pick. And a huge thing that played into that was he's the guy there. He's going to get all the ice time and stuff. Uh, Hedman, for probably a good 60-70% of the season this year, was playing on power play too. They've been seasoning Sergachev on the pow- first power play and getting him used to mm. running it. Yeah. So, you know, if, if Hedman's not on that first power play unit, it's going to be pretty hard to keep up in points. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. No, that that's a good pick. And it was also part of the reason why I asked for, like, how, like, if there is a bunch of difference between goals. Um, and it's just because I was also looking at, you know, almost passing up on Eric Carlson and taking Quinn Hughes. But with him, you know, you, you're going to just, it's going to be just a lot of assists rather than, than goals. Yeah. So, and with Vancouver, I, I don't know what's fully going on there. They could be, 
you know, a bounce back team and really good next year, or they could be, you know, bottom of the league. So yeah, you absolutely never know what you're getting with Vancouver until the season's over. Like, yeah. Like everyone, every year when they make to playoffs, I look at their lineup, like, dude, they could do some damage and then they don't. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's, it's not even a spectacular failure. Like it isn't usually in Toronto. It's just like, they just kind of fizzle out and it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, it's it's too bad. They got a lot of good pieces. They got a great goalie. Yeah, but I guess it's uh, back to you. Is it is it center time? Well, you mentioned the team before, and so I'm gonna do it. I'm going out to Long Island, and I'm going to take Ilya Sorokin as my goalie. I thought you were actually picking Matt Barzell. <laughs> no, no, you still no. had a goalie. I was like, I was trying, I was trying doing? to trick you up a little bit there. No, I'm going, I'm going with Sorokin though. Um, I forgot. Yeah, and That's again, you know what? It's if if Allmark didn't just have the the craziest year ever with Boston, I think Sorokin would be, uh, you know, the Vezina winner this year. And I think you know next year at the more healthy Islanders team and more um, established coaching. Now that Lane Lambert has a full you know, year of coaching under his belt as a head coach, at least, um, you know, I, I think the team can do, do much better. And I think Sorokin's only going to get better. Um, he's still just, you know, really finding his footing in the NHL. So I've got high hopes for him uh, next year. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see, um, you know, what, uh, what'll count more in our scoring. Is it going to be, you know, wins or is it going to be, you know, save percentage or you know shutouts and stuff like that because that's yeah exactly it's really right. gonna matter yeah on that front um so i just, just leaves you now I just, just a coach left all, and then you coach. got to center yeah and I, I think i know who you're taking as your coach i'd be shocked if you aren't taking them i i have a very clear-cut guy who i personally think is the best coach in the league uh, that being agree. said, he knows how to win Stanley Cups, he, and that's what he cares about. He's not about going after the President's Trophy or first in the division. So I'm not going to go with John Cooper. Ooh. Okay. And I'm going to go... Is he crazy? Is he crazy enough to do it? I'm going to go with Sheldon Keefe. I'm going with the Toronto Maple Leafs. What the fuck did you just say? Yep. I'm going with the Leafs. They, yeah. they have been so consistently good in the regular season. And I don't feel too bad about it because luckily I'm not betting on them for the playoffs. Yeah. And that would be an interesting one to keep an eye on because, like, will he even be, you know... I'm assuming he'll... He, it sounds like he's probably going to be there if they haven't fired him yet. I don't think... They're going to fire him later on. Uh, that's a, I, that's a very off-the-board pick. Wow. I kind of think they will fire him, in which case, at the start of the season, I'd like to switch to whoever they f sign up for the job in, uh, yeah. in Toronto. Oh, yeah. yeah, if he gets fired, then obviously... I do think he's probably gone, just not even because he's done a bad job, but because you know he was brought in under Kyle Dubas, and with Dubas being gone... You know, GMs love to come in and bring in their own guys. 
Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, that's an interesting pick. All right. I was, I was trying to think like, who's, who's an incredibly safe bet, you know, who's, who's been really good in the regular season over the past few years. And, you know, the Rangers have been pretty solid Carolina, Vegas, you know, yeah. Tampa has always been very good, but they've, yeah, you know, they're not uh, usually finishing top three in the league anymore. They kind of let their foot off a bit in February, March and kind of get ready for the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? All right, you know, good good pick. Yeah, I think and no I teams in more that in win-now mode than, than uh, Toronto at the moment, it seems. So, well, hopefully they really go all in for it this year. You know what? If, if, you're, if you're hyping up um, Toronto that much. Oh, I told myself before we started this, I said it to myself in my head. I'm not going to, and I'm, I'm glad you didn't either. Cause it kind of op- opens up and spreads it out more, not picking, um, like two players from the same team onto our team. So I'm not going to take Nathan McKinnon then. Cause I already got my car. And you're so high on Toronto. I'm going to take Austin Cheeks Matthews as my center. I was ready. I was ready for the Matthew Nyes pick. I was so ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go yeah. with Austin Matthews. Um, I, I was mean, really between him and him and McKinnon. Tage Thompson and Jack Hughes kind of creeped into my head a bit. Jack Hughes um, was in my in my mind, but but I don't know if he's yeah. at that upper echelon yet. Like. People and, talk and the, about the how part. the season that uh, Matthews had this past year, as if he had like a down year. I mean, so dude missed like he missed like fifteen or twenty games, didn't he? I think he and only he missed still, like, like ten or so. Yeah, he missed like ten. He still put up like forty-one goals, I believe, forty-two. He put up. He put, okay, so he, so he only missed eight games, and he put up forty goals. But again, it's almost like what I talked about at the before last season even started. I said, I can, I said right away, I said, you know, because I, I didn't believe Matthews was going to get back up to 60 goals. And people were even talking about him getting 70. And I said, he could put up a, a 50 goal season and, you know, 100 points. And people would still say that's a down year for him because the expectations for him were just, were so crazy high that it, that it wasn't, it wasn't realistic for him to live up to those ones. Yeah, and that's, he's also on a contract year now. So if he really that, wants to cash in and get that money, you know, he, him. he's really going to, I think, you know, step it up even a step further. So, yeah, him being on a contract year almost made me pick him over Dreisaitl. It was it was very close. Uh, I was almost wondering if you were going to take him over over Dreisaitl. But I think Dreisaitl is the safer pick because you know what you're yeah. going to get for sure out of him. Yeah. And that's why I was asking if he was a winger, because like it was, I was insta locking him immediately if he was a winger. Yeah. Uh, so to kind of just run through here um, and and make it more condensed for everyone, my team consists of Austin Matthews, Jason Robertson, Nikita Kucherov, Eric Carlson, Kale McCarr, Ilya Sorokin, and Rod the Bod Brendamore as my coach. If you want to run through your your group, oh, there that is a that is a nice team, dude. Damn but when it. you say yours, yours is also like just as good. Yeah, I've got centered by Dreisaitl. On left wing, I got Kirill Kaprizov. Right wing, I got Matthew Kachuk. 
On defense, I have Roman Yossi and Adam Fox. I got Vasilevsky in net, and I got Sheldon Keefe on the bench. That's a very, that's a very, it's uh, a very good team team there. I'll give you that. Both are good, but again, it's like it's two people picking, you know, from the best players. Like, like obviously, you're, you know, both teams are going to be really good. So it'd be interesting to see how these teams. It's really you easy know, to look at your own team and be like, "Oh, he's fucked," and also look at the other team and be like, "Oh shit, I'm so fucked." Yeah, exactly. Right. For yep. sure. Um, but I think that oh, kind of wraps up uh, everything we got here planned for for this episode. Yeah, I think uh, I think your team might uh, might have to rely on, you know, continued success from this past year. Yeah. You know, guys that aren't, uh, you know, I don't want to say not proven, but not as proven as, you know, like dry saddles put up how many points in how many years, but, you know, yeah, Robertson, uh, Carlson, and Sorokin are kind of, you know, either new, new-ish or uh, getting back to, playing at their prime yeah yeah my team's numbers. really gotta gotta build they off their success what they did from last, last year it'll be a slam dunk yeah yeah it's a very high risk high reward um decisions but we'll see how it yeah. plays out i can't be i can't be worse than peter shirelli so i got that going for oh. me at least i can say at the very least, you're not Peter Shirelli, so exactly. At the end of the day, as long as I got that going for me, I'm I'm happy. But uh, do you wanna do you wanna sign us off here? Uh, yeah. Uh, good night. <laughs>